Quaker Puff Price Sparkies bring you... week wound up a murder mystery with a bang. And here it is, a pleasant Monday, and our friends in Hong Kong, China, think all is well. All is swell. Pat Ryan and Terry, for example, feel sure that they will have no more to do with Conrad Sainsbury, the great newspaper owner. But in this, they're wrong. Wrong because right now, Pat and Terry are talking about a man known as Dr. John Quill, and wondering if... But stand by, and we'll get everything firsthand in just a moment. Oh, uh, here comes something with a bang, bang. Wake up, up, right, Barkies, the bite that shot from guns, and they say good breakfast, sorry, that shot from guns. Wake up, up, right, Barkies, the vitamin, do tell. The easy step to wake the fat, and for the day, it's well. Here comes Quaker with a bang, bang. Hello, gang. Feeling smart today? Then here's a riddle for you. Tell me, what is it that you lose every time you stand up? The answer is, your laugh. <laughs> but, gang, if you haven't enjoyed Quaker Puff Wheat Sparkies lately, lose no time. Don't be missing out another day. Man, oh, man, be sure to try these giant ready-to-eat kingpin kernels, Prado. Yes, sirree, there's only one Quaker Puff Wheat Sparkies. They're the delicious breakfast grains of sun-ripened wheat shot from guns. Exploded eight times normal size. Magnified, glorified, crispified. No wonder Quaker Puff Wheat Sparkies are more popular today than ever before. Once you enjoy their keen-tasting nut-like flavor and tender crispness, you'll agree, they're for me. And they're good for you, too, because they're made from sun-ripened wheat and provide you with the good nourishment it contains. So, gang, you'll be doing yourself a big favor to try the breakfast cereal shot from guns. And here's a tip. Look for the Quaker man on each big red and blue package. That means it's the original, the one and only Quaker Puff Wheat Party. Over the weekend, nice new bank books have been issued to every person aboard the White Duck. For the gold which was salvaged from the sea has been put in a Hong Kong bank. Everybody is very happy. In fact, the only unhappy note is... Golly, Pat, I'm worried about correspondent Duncan. Uh-huh. I don't mean worried exactly, but... If it hadn't been for you, well, he wouldn't have been fired. He, he wouldn't have lost his job. Well, it was one of those things, Terry. I didn't know if Duncan was working for Sainsbury. Of course, I knew he was employed by some newspaper chain in the States, but I just didn't connect him up with Sainsbury. On the other hand, Conrad Sainsbury had no reason to bounce Duncan just because of me. Well, any way you look at it, Duncan is out of a job. On Friday, he was a newspaper correspondent with a radio news broadcast, too. And today, well, today he's just a man out of work. You see, it happened like this. Duncan had taken Pat Ryan to the Imperial Hotel, all sort of secret-like, refusing to explain what was up. Well, before Pat realized it, he was again face-to-face with Conrad Sainsbury. I knew that Sainsbury and his party were in China for a very definite reason, to try and locate a certain Dr. John Quill, but I was certainly surprised when Duncan tried to introduce us. I got your message, Chief, when I got back here from Chongqing, and here's just the man you need. As your note suggested, I've kept the entire thing secret. 
But I can promise you, Mr. Ryan knows all about China. You'd be wise to sign him up to lead your expedition to Indochina. Pat Ryan, meet my newspaper boss, Conrad Sainsbury. I'm sure you men will. Well, you can imagine what Sainsbury said, and I said a few things myself. Anyway, then it ended up with me being ordered out and Duncan being fired. All of which was pretty confusing to the already confused Duncan. And as we stood outside of the Hotel Imperial, he wanted to know what had happened. I don't get it, Ryan. I come back from Chongqing and I find a note from Sainsbury. Yeah, I know. He wanted you to find somebody in Hong Kong, somebody who could lead an expedition to Indochina. Yeah, to search for a Dr. Quill. So I think of you. For which I thank you. So I drag you up inside this hotel, keeping my big mouth shut. Now here I am, out on the street and out of a job. I don't get it. Well, it's simple enough. Just get yourself a newspaper and you'll see how a chap named Custom... Yeah, that's Sainsbury's private secretary. Yeah, he was. Anyway, he killed a couple of people and we caught him. All of which annoyed Sainsbury. But if Cuffney was a killer, why should Sainsbury get sore? <laughs> Guess you don't know your big boss. Ex-boss. Yes, he's big bad medicine himself. And he just naturally resented our interference. He's got a reputation for being tough. Look, Duncan, I'm sorry about all this, losing your job on account of knowing us. Don't worry. Mr. Ryan, in moments like these, the Duncan mind works like a scalded cat going through a back window. I have an idea, as usual. And you'll hear from me very soon. So Pat went back to the White Duck, thinking this was the last he'd see of Sainsbury. Although he did wonder now and then about Dr. John Quill. After all, Terry, Dr. Quill was the big reason for all that happened. Yeah, well, let's just relax here on deck and forget the whole business, Pat. So Sainsbury's going to Indochina to find this fellow Quill. That's none of our business. No, maybe not. Yeah, too bad Duncan had to get fired from his job by his chief, but, well... Maybe even that'll turn out all right. I hope so. See, maybe I should have gone shopping with a lady in April in Burma and Hot Shot. They all went to the bank and drew out some money. <laughs> I'll bet they come back to ship with all kinds of junk. But correspondent Duncan was also shopping, shopping for a job. And as Duncan himself admits, he's a pretty smart chap. That's why we find him in a small office talking to a man. The place is crowded with old newspapers, a battered typewriter, a telephone, and the man himself. So fat, he seems to take up most of the room. <clears throat> Just a minute. Be right with you. Take a seat. So you lost your job, right? How did you know that? Hong Kong isn't New York. We get the news awful quick. There we are. Duplicate. Now, just sign there at the bottom of the page. Ah, hey, what's this? You want to go to work for me, don't you? I figured you'd be in, so I typed out this little contract. Sorry to keep you waiting, Duncan. Yeah, but how did you know? You need some expense money, don't you? This agreement signed you up to work for me at the same salary you got from Sainsbury. <clears throat> Only you don't have to do any of his dirty newspaper jobs. Here's a pen. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly nice of you to do all this, Mr. Proudhorn. Jim Proudhorn. You can call me Jim. And don't think I'm too nice. I've got a reason for hiring you. Well, of course I know how you feel about Conrad Payne. Yes, right? that's one of the reasons. I hate his... Well, I don't know who does them. And there you are, uh, <coughs> Jim. You keep the carbon copy. No. Let's have a talk, eh? Well, anything you say. When do I go to work? Right now. Excuse me. Hello, that young Chinese boy. Is, is he outside? Huh? Well, try him in. i got a job for him. No, no, the boy with the big ears, the topsy-turvy talker. 
He's been working at our job around here. Yeah, it's that dawn. Well, Duncan, I have just been appointed chief of the news bureau for the interworld outfit. Congratulations. Yes, I figure a fat man can stand a gap and something like that. Anyway, Interworld has no use for Sainsbury string of newspapers. That I know, that I know. But now that you've finally left that scarehead spread eagle bunch and come with us, <clears throat> I've got a job for you. Shit. I will if you don't play straight with me. I'm not asking you to reveal any state secrets. What you did while you worked for Sainsbury's past. Over and done with. Now, what's up? We happen to know, as who doesn't, that Sainsbury's outfitting an expedition to go into China. They'll head first for Saigon to find Dr. John Quill. That is the plan, I believe. Yes, I want you... Oh, knock, knock, come in, please. No, no, no. You knock first and then come in. Well, don't go out and try it again. Come in. Well, hello, if it isn't Connie. Uh, Do you know this kid? Do I know him? Why, of course. Goodly to see four eyes, what a sight, honorable dumb clam, you bet. Oh, you know each other. Certainly, it's a long story. Well, David, we've got things to do. Honey? Speaking, please, Mr. Proudhorn. <laughs> the, the name's Proudhorn, but I know that's too much for you, for lots of people. So just call me Mr. Jim. Hotsy, okay, Jim. <laughs> well, I want you to beat it down to the harbor. Find a ship called the White Duck. Can you remember that? All he does was, Connie has inside head mind like twiggle snip. Hmm, whatever that is. Well, scout around and see if you can find a chap by the name of Pat Ryan. You got that? Pat Ryan. Yeah, what do you want Ryan for? Why, say, Connie knows Ryan and Terry Lee and all the rest of those people. Knows him like his own brother. Our most unhappy Connie is not brothering. He's all one pot orphan. Oh, you're well acquainted with him. That's fine, we... We live and learn. Looks like it's old home week, eh? Now then, get hold of Ryan. Tell him I sent you. Ask him to come back here. Tell him I've got a proposition for him. And listen, Jim. Maybe I'd better go and see Ryan. You stay here. I know you know Ryan. <laughs> That's why I hired you. Uh, run along, Connie, and make it snappy. Well, you did my life, Mr. Jim. Also, Doctor, Mr. Dumbclam. See you in the copper house. <laughs> well, Jim... I was confused when I came in here looking for a job. Now that I've got one, I'm more confused. Then I'll straighten you out. Sainsbury's planning an expedition, right? To try to find Dr. John Quill, yes. Well, he's going to have some competition. Hmm? Yes. I am going to send my own expedition, sponsored by Interworld Newspapers. We are also going to try to find, locate Dr. Quill. And we're going to be there first. But, but, uh... I mean, but... That's why I want Pat Ryan. He's my man. I'm going to let you cover the trip. We're going to say nothing about this. We'll get underway immediately. We'll find the missing Doc Quill, and when Sainsbury gets there, it'll be too late. Well, I must say, you sure dislike Sainsbury. Mm, this is the newspaper game, my friend. I'm too fat to move fast, but I can still think. I want Ryan to lead the expedition. And we'll beat Conrad Sainsbury at his own game. You'll like that, and unless I miss my guess, Pat Ryan will like it, too. So, you see, gang, Pat and Terry are not going to forget Sainsbury so easily. They're going to find themselves in a new adventure, and they're going to meet up with not only Connie, but with the Dragon Lady. So stand by for more news. (laughs) Wake up, pop, right, Barky, the bite that's up and done. 
Here comes Slinker with a bang bang. Copycat, copycat, copycat. <laughs> Say, where have we heard that before? But look, when it comes to a swell tasting, can't be copied breakfast taste treat, just you try this. Pour some Quaker puffed sweet sparkies into a bowl. Add milk, sweeten with sugar, top with some fruit, applesauce, for instance, then dive in. Get a taste of that. No fooling, Quaker puffed sweet sparkies have a tender crispness, a melt-in-your-mouth flavor that's in a class all by itself. And no wonder, these giant grains are shot from guns. Remember, Quaker puffed sweet sparkies come only in the big Quaker packages that are red and blue. They're the ones for you. Harry and the Pirates is dramatized for radio by Albert Barker, who says it was certainly swell to meet Connie again. And now that Duncan has a job, well, it looks like there's going to be a race with plenty of thrills as our friends start out to find Dr. John Quill. As for the Dragon Lady, well, you'll meet her soon. And it isn't going to be as pleasant as you might expect. So stand by. Harry and the Pirates is directed by Wiley Adams. (laughs) 